today on Grace to the Hearers with Pastor Eric Kluth. I'm doubting what you're saying to me. I'm doubting your calling in my life. So I need another sign. God, though, you guys, was once again patient. Patient. Now, was it wrong for Gideon to ask for a sign? No. I would have to say no, because God did not rebuke him here, okay? He didn't correct him. Should have Gideon asked for a sign? I would have to say no. Pastor Eric teaches from Judges 6 today. We will hear the Lord give Gideon an astounding promise that he would defeat the Israelites' oppressors, the Midianites. We can learn from Gideon's story that God is not a man that he should lie. So when Jesus makes a promise, we can be sure that he will keep it. Let's join Pastor Eric in the book of Judges, chapter 6, verse 16, for today's study. Over the past few weeks, you guys, we've been learning about Gideon. Gideon, we learned that he has doubted the Lord. Remember, he said in in the beginning of chapter 6, when God says, hey, the Lord is with you. No, he's not. If he was with us, then he wouldn't forsaken us. So he, he doubted the Lord. Then we see that he worshiped the Lord. And then we learned last week how he obeyed the Lord. And God was using Gideon for a mighty work. And that mighty work was to what? Do what? To deliver uh, the, the children of Israel from the hand of the Midianites. And the Midianites were oppressing the children of Israel. They were quite evil and quite mean to the children of Israel, taking all of, of, of their, their goods that they put their hands to. Uh, so their crops, their animals, it was all taken uh, by the Midianites. And so this was not a small task because, again, the Midianites were a strong army. They were a, a very fierce enemy. Uh, and, and so check out, though, what God says to Gideon in verse 16. It'll be on the screen for you. Uh, He says this, And the Lord said to him, Surely I will be with you, and you shall defeat the Midianites as one man. Wow, what an encouraging word that the Lord brought to Gideon, saying that, Surely I will be with you, and you will defeat the Midianites as one man. So Gideon, you guys, had God's 100% guarantee that he was going to defeat the Midianites, didn't he? 100% guarantee that God would be with him, and that God would deliver the the children of Israel from the hand of the Midianites. And so when God speaks something, uh, and you guys can help me out with this, uh, when God says something, does he mean it? Yes, Yes, he does. I mean, he spoke creation, and guess what happened? Here we are. God means what he says, you guys. God is the true God, and he speaks truth. But you know what? Our friend Gideon still had doubt. Our friend Gideon still had doubt. In fact, fact, check out what he said to the Lord after the Lord had said all this to him, that he was with him. He said this in Judges chapter 6, verse 17. It should be on the screen. Check it out. Then he said to him, If now I have found favor in your sight, then show me a sign that it is you who talk with me. Oh, Gideon, you know, here the Lord is verbally speaking to you face to face saying, I am with you and you are going to defeat the Midianites. And then Gideon then asks for a sign. He heard from God's own mouth that he would defeat the Midianites. Show me a sign. And I truly believe that many of us are like Gideon today, right? 
We hear from the word of the Lord, and we hear his voice, and we're instantly saying, give me a sign. Are you sure, God? Can you give me a sign? Right? Can you give me a sign? And, and our hearts and our heads start asking ourselves when we feel that, is it of the Lord or is it not of the Lord? Is this God or is it my flesh? Is it the, is it the Lord or is it Eric? You know, it's just like going back and forth in a sense, almost like a teeter-totter. Do you guys know what a teeter-totter is? It's one of those uh, cool little playground equipment where you, you sit on it and you're going back and forth, back and forth. In a sense, we do that with God's calling on our lives. We go back and forth. We're like, one minute, yes, it's God. Next minute, no, it's me. I'm so confused. Where is, uh, what am I supposed to do? And I would think that all of us have done this at least once in our life, especially in the calling that God has placed before us, is that we teeter back and forth on that calling. But God is so patient, isn't he? God is so patient. He's so good to us. And, and, and what a blessing it is that he patiently awaits as we bounce up and down. As we go up and down, up and down, he patiently waits for us. And I think that's awesome. I, I praise God for that. See, I picture, though, if, uh, if it was me, right, and if I was in a park with my children, and they were on a teeter-totter, and I'm looking at the clock saying, okay, it's time to go, you know, and they're going up and down, up and down. And I'm patient there, and then I say, okay, it's time to go, right? You start getting a little bit more, you know, power in the voice. It's time to go, okay? Up and down, up and down. Then you're just like, dude, okay, it's time to go. (laughs) Let's go. I told you twice now, you know, we need to go, right? And so uh, our patience can go like that. But God's patience is, is truly uh, long, <laughs> truly long. Man, God is patient. And I love how God tells us that he is patient. Because in Romans chapter 2, kind of give you the text behind this, the context behind this verse, uh, Romans 2, I believe 4, yeah, 2, 4. And uh, Paul was writing to the church at Rome and, and he was addressing the believers in, in, the, in the church at Rome saying, hey, don't be judging those who are participating in these sins, okay? Because if you are, then you're pretty much involved with them as well because you're judging them. And so then he goes into Romans 2.4 and he says this, don't you see how wonderful, how wonderfully kind, tolerant, and patient God is with you? Does this mean nothing to you? Can't you see that his kindness is intended to turn you from your sins? God's long suffering is that we would turn away from our sinful ways and that we would follow his ways, okay? And so God is very patient. God is very long suffering with us, especially when we're not obeying his voice uh, because he wants us to obey his voice. And so God is tolerant. God is wonderfully kind. I like that, wonderfully kind. And God is patient, okay? And so the thing is, though, you guys, is doesn't God have the right, if he wanted to, when we don't obey his voice the first time, couldn't he, doesn't he have all authority to raise his voice if he wanted to and say, why aren't you listening to me, you know? And bam, here comes the punishment. But God is patient. He is long-suffering. But he will punish for sin, the Bible says. 
But it's up to us to turn our hearts to him. Because Gideon, you guys, asks for yet another sign to see if God is truly with him. To see if God is truly with him. So if you're not already there, we're going to be in Judges chapter 6. We're going to be going over verses 36 through 40 as our text tonight. And to kind of bring you up to speed yet where we're at from last week. See, God had told Gideon to go and do what? He told him to go tear down his father's altar to Baal, okay, the false god. And in Gideon, he, he took this upon himself and he obeyed God, but he did it by night because he was afraid of the men around in the city that they would come after him. But he tears down this altar, this false altar to this, or this altar to the false God, and he cuts down the wooden images that were aside of it. And then God had him build up a new altar to God and sacrifice, oh, his father's bull and give it up to the Lord, Okay. And so Gideon obeys, and what a, what a huge statement for that is for that little village or town uh, of people, the, the men of the city saying, you know what, we need to be worshiping the one true God. And the people, they were okay with that. No, they weren't okay with that. They were, not, they were very upset. In fact, they came to Joash, his father, and said, bring out Gideon, because somebody snitched him out and said, hey, Gideon did this. And they say to Joash, to his dad, he says, hey, uh, we want Gideon out here because he's ripped down the altar to Baal and we want to kill him now, please. And his dad, Joash, says, hey, listen, if, if Baal is a, a true God to you guys, let Baal defend, you, d- defend himself. Let Baal take care of Gideon. Well, guess what, guys? Baal, we know who is false, is not a real God. It did nothing. And I say it because it was nothing, okay? Baal is nothing. It, it okay, did nothing to, to Gideon. So then we read in verse 34 that the Spirit of the Lord came upon Gideon, and then he blew his trumpet, and then the Abrazerites gathered behind him, right? And then also uh, Manasseh, Asher, and Zebulun, and Naphtali, those uh, other people, tribes of Israel came behind uh, Gideon. Now the cool thing is, is that he called and the Aborazites came behind him. Guess who those people were? They were his own people in his own city. That's awesome that God was changing their hearts and that they came behind and supported Gideon. Just a side note. So then tonight we see uh, the wonderful story of throwing out the fleece. How many of us have heard this story before? Yeah, show of hands, okay. And so it's like oftentimes when we want to know something from from God, we often say, I'm going to throw out a fleece and see what God does. So let's pick up in verse 36 through 38. So Gideon said to God, if you will save Israel by my hand, as you have said, look, I shall put a, a fleece of wool on the threshing floor. If there is dew on the fleece only, and it is dry on all the ground, then I shall know that you shall save Israel by my hand, as you have said. And it was so. When he rose early the next morning and squeezed the fleece together, he wrung the dew out of the fleece, a bowlful of water. So here we see Gideon who has been met by the Lord face to face and said that I'm going to be with you and you're going to defeat the Midianites. And then God spared his life from the men of the city after he tore down this altar. And now Gideon says to the Lord, if you will save Israel by my hand, as you have said, 
look, I'm going to throw out a fleece of wool, and this is what I need you to do for me. So I know that you've called me to do this. Guys, has God called Gideon to go and defeat the Midianites? Yes, he has. He has called him to do this. And so he throws out this fleece, and God is again displaying his patience with Gideon as, because this is now his second request for a sign. Do you remember his first request for the sign? That he would come and take the altar uh, of the offering and, that, and, and God would do something and God what, sent fire from heaven and destroyed it. So this is now Gideon's second request for God to show him what he needs to be doing. Okay? Second request. So the fleece is out, and Gideon, it says, rose early. Well, if that was you, don't you think you'd be raising, uh, getting up early to find out what God did? Yeah, sure you would. I would think so. And so he goes, and you see the ground is dry, and uh, he asks God to make the fleece wet. So all you really got to do is what? Touch the fleece to find out if it's wet or not, right? Okay, but that wasn't good enough for Gideon. He could have just touched it, but what did the Bible say he did? He grabbed it and he wrung it out. I got to, oh, it's wet, but I got to make sure it's wet by wringing it out into a bowl full of water. Guys, do you think that he struggled with doubt? Yes, he did. He struggled with doubt. He doubted the call of God so much that he wrung, he wrung out the fleece as a bowl full of water. So then, okay, God does this for him. He has a bowl full of water. Then in verse 39, he says this. Then Gideon said to God, uh, do not be angry with me, but let me speak just once more. Let me test, I pray, just once more with the fleece. Oh, here we go again with the fleece. Let it now be dry only on the fleece, but on all the ground let there be dew. And guess what God did, you guys, in verse 40. And God did so that night. It was dry on the fleece only, but there was dew on all the ground. So here, our friend Gideon, who was a mighty man of valor, the Lord described him as, says what to God? Okay, I've had two signs from you now. I need number three. Three signs that you are calling me to go fight the Midianites. Oh, and this time we're going to play along with the fleece again, God. So uh, please don't be angry. I think we have another Abraham on our hands. Do you guys remember when Abraham did this with God? When he was talking to the Lord at Sodom? And he says, uh, if there was 50 people righteous, would you spare the city? Yes, you know, but there's, you know, but there's not, you know. Okay, if there's 40, 30, goes on and on. And, and so Abraham himself doubted the Lord in his faithfulness, okay? And, and so Gideon is doing the same thing, saying, I'm doubting what you're saying to me. I'm doubting your calling in my life. So I need another sign, God, though, you guys, was once again patient. Patient. Now, was it wrong for Gideon to ask for a sign? No. I would have to say no, because God did not rebuke him here, okay? He didn't correct him. 
Should have Gideon asked for a sign? I would have to say no. God already told him that he was going to use him. God already gave him what he was going to do for him, and that would be to defeat the Midianites. And so over the past weeks, we've been talking a lot about doing the work of the Lord. Doing the work of the Lord. And (laughs) when we get our orders... What should we do with them? You know, if we're talking about doing the work of the Lord, then that means that God is speaking to us because we've mentioned, you know, I've mentioned that God has a plan for each and one of you guys and that he wants to use you for his kingdom and he is using many of you for his kingdom right now. Uh, but when, what do we do though when God gives us something to do for him? What is our first response to him? Majority of the time is, I don't know. I don't know what I don't know what if I should do it or not. Is this of God? I got, I don't know. I need a sign. I need a sign that this is from God. You guys been there? I've been there. I've been there many times where I've I've said, you know, Lord, I, I feel that you're calling me to do something, but I really need to see a physical sign. My question then is, are we obeying what God is putting on our hearts and trusting in the Lord and stepping out in faith? Or are we not? Well, most of the time, we can fall into that category of going back and forth with it. And it's like, God has already told us what to do. Why not just step out in faith and do it? Or are we like that teeter-totter going back and forth, back and forth in what God has spoken to you? Because I truly believe if God has given you a job to do, then... You have to believe when he says this in Matthew 28, 20. And lo, I am with you always, even to the end of the world. Amen. If Jesus Christ himself said to his disciples after he was resurrected, he says, you know, go into this world and and make disciples of all nations. Oh, and by the way, I'm with you always. Guys, God means what he says. And so if God is putting something on your heart and he has told you to do something for him and his kingdom, know that he is with you guys and he's, he's going to be with you. I mean, believe Jesus when he says, I will never leave you nor forsake you. Do you truly believe that verse? Do you truly believe that God is going to be with you? Because if you do, then you know that whatever God has called you to do, that you can carry it out because guess who's with you? Jesus Christ. Jesus is with you. Have the faith to carry out the job that God has placed before you. Have the faith to do it. Because guess what? We have two things that Gideon did not have. Number one, we have the full counsel of God's word. We have the Bible. Gideon did not have the whole counsel of God at this time. Number two thing that we have is that we have the Holy Spirit indwelling in us always. Guiding us and helping us. That's the job of the Holy Spirit, the helper. Jesus said, I'm going to send the helper to help you, right? And so we have his spirit indwelling in us, dwelling in those who believe in Jesus Christ into his children. Uh, The Holy Spirit is indwelling. And then we have the whole counsel of God. And a lot of us probably have five, six, seven of these at our house. Then you have some on your phones. You have the word of God at your disposal. So therefore, we shouldn't doubt the calling that God has given us. 
Because we have his word and we have his Holy Spirit. We shouldn't have to ask for signs. Why? Because God himself is in you. God himself is in you. If you truly have that personal relationship with Jesus, God is in you. Okay? See, Jesus said this about the signs to the Pharisees. Matthew 12, 39. But he answered and said to them, An evil and adulterous generation seeks after a sign, and no sign will be given to it except the sign of the, of the prophet Jonah. What do the Pharisees keep asking Jesus? Give us a sign. Give us a sign. But did they believe? Did they believe that Jesus was the Messiah? No. They did not. See, God has given us signs. God has given all of us signs. All throughout God's word, God has given us signs. In your own personal lives, God has shown you himself. He has shown you his power. How many signs will it take you to believe in, in him? How many signs will it take for you to have the faith to be an obedient servant and to do what he is calling you to do? How many, how many times can he show you, I am with you, how many times can he say, here it is, what are you going to do? I'm with you, I'm providing for you. See, the problem with the Pharisees is that they saw Jesus perform these signs and wonders, but their hearts were too hard to realize who Jesus was. Don't be a Pharisee. One who is uh, uh, of religious, right, doing religious things. But they were so wrapped up in themselves, their hearts were hardened that they didn't see the way that God was moving in front of them. They had Jesus right there in front of them. And they're asking him, hey, perform a sign so we can see. Well, there's a sign in Jonah. Believe that. So look at your own life and see the signs that Jesus has and is performing in your lives. Because Jesus is doing a mighty work and believe in what he is doing and obey the voice of the Lord. Going back to Deuteronomy 28, I don't know why God is just just laying this on, you know, and I'm just seeking the Lord saying, God, what is it that you want me to see? What is our church? What do we need to be doing for you? And this Deuteronomy 28 just keeps coming back to me as the Lord keeps showing me 28.1, he says, Now it shall come to pass, if you diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God, to observe carefully all his commandments, which I command you today, that the Lord your God will set you high above all nations of the earth. Carries on in verse 2. And all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you, because you obey the voice of the Lord your God. Again, it comes back to obeying the voice of the Lord. Gideon was told by God what to do. But yet he doubted his calling. He doubted the calling. Well, then the question then is, well, how do I know if it's of God? Have you ever asked that question? How do I know of what's in my heart, this little seed in my heart? How do I know it's of God? Test it with the word of God. Test it with the word of God. Take that seed in that is in your heart and take it to the word that God has provided for you. Well, that's all the time we have for today here on Grace to the Hearers with Eric Kluth of Calvary Chapel Coolidge. Don't forget to join us next time as we continue our verse-by-verse study through the book of Judges. 
Now, as we mentioned at the beginning of today's program, we'd like to make available to you a free copy of today's message. We can send you a copy of today's message on audio CD when you email us at info at grace to the That's info at grace to the Or you can listen to or download the message as originally recorded at Calvary Chapel Coolidge. Just visit our website at www.gracetothehearers.com. If you can't get to your computer to download or place your order, you can always call us at 520-723-7047. We'll be happy to help you. Again, that number to call is 520-723-7047. Again, we invite you to visit our website at gracetothehearers.com where we provide helpful information about our beliefs, service times, and a convenient map to our church if you're in the Coolidge, Arizona area and like to visit us. We would also like to encourage you to prayerfully consider donating to Grace to the Hearers. We are continuing to expand our outreach. A secure way to give is provided at gracetothehearers.com. Click on the Donate button. Grace to the Hearers is the radio ministry of Pastor Eric Kluth of Calvary Chapel, Coolidge. Please join us next time as we continue our study through the book of Judges. That's next time on Grace to the Hearers. 